This is a Federal News Network podcast. The Army is rushing to develop its new cyber and electronic warfare units, but in its rush, it's outrunning its supplies, its supply of people, that is, so much so that the 1st Cyber Battalion is mostly vacant. For details, we turn to the Director of Defense Capabilities and Management Issues at the Government Accountability Office, John Pendleton. John, good to have you back. Thanks for having me. Tell us what you were looking at here. This establishment of cyber command seems to be something occurring everywhere you look in the military across the whole Defense Department. The Army seems to be especially in a hurry. Well, the Army is leaning forward here, Tom, and I think they're to be commended for that because they realize that ground warfare is likely to be confronted with a lot of challenges and not just on the ground. It it could be across all the various warfighting domains, air uh, and and see as well, but but what's really changing, I think, is the, is threats and opportunities in uh, cyberspace and space space, and so the army's trying to develop doctrine and other things to um, uh, prepare itself for how it would go about fighting in in those kinds of environments, and what this report really looked at was the establishment of that doctrine. Uh, how they were collaborating with other services in the joint staff, and their progress in establishing new organizations to, to go about this. And can you quantify for us what it is the Army is trying to do? They have a battalion now that you said is only 80% unstaffed, or only 20% yeah. staffed. How many are they trying to create? What kinds of numbers are they trying to achieve in terms of personnel on this particular topic? Well, they're feeling their way here. Uh, there's several different organizations, actually, that they have planned. They, they want to embed cyber and electromagnetic activities, planning sections into headquarters at various levels, platoons, other sorts of organizations that they're thinking about over time. But they've stood up to already the 915th Cyber Warfare Support Battalion down in Fort Gordon, Georgia, back in t- December of last year. And uh, they stood it up, and, and they're piloting it, looking at, uh, at how it's going. But they intend to make this part of a bigger. In fact, it's right now it's slated to be 171 people, but they only had 30 on board as of March, about 18%. But they want to grow more than three times in the future. And then they're all, the other organization that's been stood up is the IQs unit, which is a, only the Army would come up with an acronym like this. I-C-E-W-S, and it stands for Intelligence, Cyber, Electronic Warfare, and Space. And they activated that in October 2018. It's about It was about half full as of March, but uh, that is going to be part of a multi-domain task force that the Army wants to stand up. At least that's the plan in next year. So they're, they're moving out quickly here. So you wouldn't say it's necessarily a mistake to establish these organizations like the 915th and ISHUES before they have all the people. It's understandable, but the caution that we have is that, you know, these things tend to get a momentum of their own. And what you don't want to end up with is organizations on paper because it, it's going to take a while to develop enough cyber warriors in particular to fill these units out. And so what we want the Army to do is just be clear-eyed and realistic about the risk before it establishes these things. And, and take their time and make sure it has the right people in place with the right training and the right gear, honestly. I guess it's safe to say then that they, they're they okay in establishing a unit if there's a certain core of people they can count on, but they shouldn't do it too soon with nobody, but they shouldn't either wait till they have every possible staff position filled 
to then establish the organization. Right. I mean, I, from the Army's perspective, this is new ground, right? They don't even have all the concepts figured out, certainly not all the doctrine. They're trying to figure out how to do this, and this is a way to experiment. And, uh, and that makes some sense to us. It's just, as I said, you know, I don't want to look up in three years and have a bunch of these units stood up all 20% full. That, that would be a problem. We're speaking with John Pendleton, Director of Defense Capabilities and Management Issues at the Government Accountability Office. And is one of the issues the Army has the fact that it is competing with the Air Force and the Navy and some general DOD fourth estate components, all trying to go after cyber people to say nothing of the rest of the government and the rest of industry. That's absolutely the case. I mean, the Army's going to have to grow a lot of its own people. Uh, There could be uh, implications for the way that they man units uh, because, again, uh, the folks we're talking about, once they get training in these kinds of activities, are going to be uh, most likely quite uh, marketable in the private sector. But the Army, you know, this is important to the Army. And and when we started the work, one of the things that sort of struck me is the Army's thinking about cyber operations, offensive cyber operations, like a fire. You know, it's not just, uh, uh, you know, protecting your own networks. You know, we have capabilities as well. And, you know, you don't have to uh, shoot a piece of artillery on something if you can turn it off. And so they're you know, there's war fighting uh, concepts and, and doctrines and, and, you know, plans that need to be worked out so that you can integrate all those fires. And so, uh, you know, again, when we started this work, I hadn't really thought of it that way, but, it, but that's the way they're thinking about it. Yeah, so that then implies that they're looking for a variety of types of people perhaps to recruit into the Army and people that may want to do that type of work but may not be traditionally suited to what you would traditionally think of as a new soldier. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I put a link to this on my own Facebook account, and I got a note from my uh, first cousin's son who is in uh, training to become an Army cyber warrior. I didn't know it. But uh, he's a smart kid, and they've, they've got him in advanced individual training to become a cyber warrior. So I think the Army's working hard to try to identify, the recruit these uh, the smart young men and women and uh, get them in these uh, in, in these units because they see this t- being increasingly a part of how wars are likely to be fought in the future. And maybe this wasn't really part of your report, but it must strike you that in many cases, people seeking organizations seeking cybersecurity types of people are looking for generalists, people maybe with liberal arts background because of the way you need to sometimes think about cyber issues. It takes a broad-minded thinker. And you can learn the technology on the job, or they can train you in the technology. Is that something maybe the Army needs to take into account? You know, I, I, I think that, you know, all types of organizations now, we need both specialists and people that, you know, are creative problem solvers. I think that the potential for uh, offensive cyber at, and, and electro, uh, electronic warfare uh, and the, the need for it to be... Uh, part of the way that planners think, because as you, as you face more capable adversaries, they're going to throw a lot of different stuff at you. And that's the reason why the Army's looking. They're, they're talking about putting uh, uh, cyber and electronic, electromagnetic um, planners into, I think, over 125 different organizations at all echelons. And they're rethinking the, um, the way they're organized. If you go back 15 years, the Army was moving toward brigade base, a brigade-based Army, four or 5,000 person units that were, had organic capability of intelligence and everything. 
they're actually moving away from that now and putting a lot of these uh, enabling capabilities at higher levels. And the Army now is talking a lot about divisions and corps and even theater armies and where to put these uh, these kind of uh, capabilities in the force structure. So we're it's kind of everything old is new again here. The Army's getting away from the brigade-based Army into you know thinking more at a theater level. Sure. And uh, just to get back to your report, they concurred yeah. with one recommendation, only partially concurred with a couple of others. Just review that for us briefly. Yeah, I mean, they generally agreed, uh, but they the quibble were that they were trying to keep their options open going forward, and 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 that's understandable. They, in the case of the IQs unit, you know, we we recommended they assess the risk before they incorporate it into this larger multi-domain task force. To which they said, you know, we may not even keep this thing; we may change it. And the cyber battalion, we said, you need to assess the risk before it's more than tripled in size. And they said, you know, we will. Uh, but, you know, at the appropriate time. And then the the broader one, before you stand up new units, they fully concurred with. So we were in violent agreement with the Army on most of these, uh, on, on virtually all of this. They were just trying to keep their options open, which, again, is understandable. John Pendleton is Director of Defense Capabilities and Management Issues at the Government Accountability Office. As always, thanks so much. You bet, Tom. Thank you. We'll post this interview and a link to his report at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Hear the Federal Drive on demand at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One.